welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. And in this time of extreme change, um, I wanted to talk to you about walking the talk. And this is being recorded during uh, the COVID-19 global pandemic, um, as well as um, during a time where there is a heightened awareness of systemic racism and discrimination and companies and organizations are scrambling to create new DEI initiatives um, and strategies for their organizations. They are trying to um, implement employee resource groups or employee impact groups. They want um, unconscious bias or subconscious bias training. They want anti-discrimination um, resources. They want all of these things that will enable them to present a statement about their commitment to diversity um, or a statement decrying racism and discrimination. Um, there are companies that are taking swift action to either you know, boycott certain companies um, that are not stepping up to do you know, the right thing, quote unquote. There are also companies that are changing their relationships. There are companies that are writing checks and giving you know, millions of dollars to um, minority organizations and, and, and African-American groups and supporting Black Lives Matter and, and so on and so forth. And one thing that has become a, um, a sticking point for a lot of people is when companies and organizations release a statement about their commitment to Black Lives Matter, their commitment to take a stand against racism and, and systemic discrimination, they, a commitment to saying that they are committed to an inclusive and diverse and welcoming community, that they're committed to being an ally for marginalized people. All of these statements that are being you know, randomly thrown around, I call it, um, and all of these people that are rushing to do something. Um, when you are talking a lot about change and you're talking a lot about what you want to see happen and you're talking a lot about the support that you're willing to give and you're paying a lot of lip service to things, you have to be careful because when you start talking a lot about what it is that you're committed to, what it is you support, what it is you want to see happen, what it is your company stands for, your organization stands for, you're going to have people that are going to look at you and say, okay, you've talked, you've said what you had to say, now I need you to walk that talk. What does your leadership look like? What are your hiring practices? What does your culture within your organization look like? If I was to talk to people who actually work for you, what would they say? How does that align with the public statement that you've put out there? How does your walk line up with your talk? And so today I want to give you some things that you really, really need to think about if you are in a leadership position within an organization, if you are in a leadership position within a group, if you are part of an organization that is going through these, these are some really great things that you need to start thinking about in order for you to move yourself from just talking about it to walking the talk. 
there is a, a saying that's saying the road to hell is paved with good intentions. What does that mean? That means that it's not enough to mean to do well, to desire to do well, to think about doing well, to talk about doing well, but you actually have to do well. So all of these plans, all of these statements, all of these, these, these processes and procedures and, and, and new initiatives and, 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 and strategic retreats and conversations, all of these things that happen where there's a lot of talk, at some point there has to be a walk that aligns with it. That happens when you look at diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging programs, especially. That, that happens when you're talking about your hiring practices, your talent man management practices, your onboarding. How do you recruit people? What are you looking at as far as being able to support the people within your organizations with your ERGs or, or EIGs? How are you setting your people up to feel as if they are a part of something? When you look at employee engagement, how are you changing the culture of your organization so that your employees feel as if they are a part of something and they feel committed to doing the work, to getting the organization to a certain goal, to reach a certain outcome, and they feel as if their voices matter, as if they matter. If you're looking at your new systems and you're looking at your new processes and you're identifying, okay, here are the outcomes we wanna see and the things that we say we stand for and the way that we wanna show up with customer engagement and the way that we wanna show up with, with developing market share and the way that we wanna show up in, in terms of the things that we do within the community and the way we wanna show up with making sure that we are representative of the type of equity and diversity and inclusiveness that we say that we wanna see. How are you showing up when you talk about learning? How are you showing up when you talk about leadership and leadership development? How are you showing up when, it, when people look at the way that your board is, con is, is, is constituted, when they look at the number of people and the types of people that are promoted to leadership positions, when they look at the opportunities, when they look at who you recruit, when you look at the hard data and the hard facts, where do you stand? when it comes to comparing your walk with your talk. How do you as an organization, as a leader, as someone a part of, of, a, of an entity that is going through change and the process of change, how do you make sure that you're not just talking about it? During the, the heightened awareness of systemic racism and the heightened awareness of the plight of black Americans and how they have been marginalized and discriminated against and subjected to racism. When the blinders fell off of the majority of Americans and they saw as a result of the video of George Floyd being murdered by a white policeman, when they saw for themselves that this was not something that was made up and this was something that was real, company after company kept talking about and issuing statements about what it meant for them to stand in support of black Americans, what it meant for them to decry racism and discrimination, what it meant for them to pledge to be inclusive and diverse and equitable. But how do you now walk the talk? Because you can have an epiphany and you can decide, oh my goodness, I didn't realize that this was something that I needed to do. This is, I didn't realize that this was actually a blind spot. And so, this 
is something that you have to really take into consideration because your credibility is on the line. Your, 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 the way that people think about you and the way that people look at whether or not your company actually stands for something comes not, it doesn't come down to the statement and how eloquent it is. It comes down to the walk that happens as a result of the statement. So we're going to talk about three different things that I want you to really take stock of and I want you to really reflect upon and look at your organization in a, um, in a really critical light to see where you stand with this. And again, this is not something to judge you. This is not something to say that you're doing it all wrong. This is a way for you to figure out how to take that talk that you believe in and turn it into a walk for your organization and for your team. And so here are three things that you can do to start. Number one, conversations are good, but follow through is needed. You can't just open Pandora's box of emotions and, and, and pent up frustrations and, 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 and uncertainty and, and people feeling as if they don't know what to do and they don't know what's next and they feel bad and they, and they don't want to do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing. And so you have these opportunities for conversations and everybody wants to have, you know, how do we facilitate conversations about racism? How do we facilitate conversations about prejudice? How do we, can, how do we you know, have difficult conversations about race and about discrimination and about marginalization and about not opening up ourselves to being, being truly diverse and inclusive? You can have these conversations and they're difficult conversations, but conversations by themselves are not change. They're a part of the process of change and they're the, they can be the, become the catalyst and part of the shift of transformation that takes place in the process of change. But, them, but, but conversations by themselves are not an action. Conversations by themselves are not a measurable result. So you have to channel that energy you have to channel those emotions that are released. You have to channel that frustration. You're going to have people that for the first time in years, or the, for the first time in their careers, or maybe in the first time in their lives, they are being given a platform and said, your voice is welcome and your voice matters. And so you're going to release all of this. And then what are you going to do with it? You have to have a plan. You have to have a way of channeling that energy into next steps. Yes, I hear you. Yes, I'm giving you a platform to speak. Yes, I value what it is that you're saying and, and what, what it is that you're feeling. Yes, I am showing you empathy because I'm connecting to you and I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know that you matter and that you're important. But what are we going to do with what you just told me? In any instance, when you look at diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, leadership, culture, Anytime you are asking your employees, anytime you are asking your team, anytime you're asking people within your organization to be vulnerable and transparent and to participate in conversations that are going to be difficult, you have to have a plan of what comes next. So the conversations are great, but you have to follow through with something else. So what are we going to, how are we going to channel this energy? 
what's going to happen next? What are the top three things that we are going to do differently or better in order to address the concerns that were aired? What is going to be our next? You can't just rip the, rip the Band-Aid off and expose the scab to the wind without putting on some ointment and having a plan of how you're going to prevent infection. You have to align your conversations with follow through in a way that gives it value and gives it credibility and gives it weight. The second thing, a planned response is greater than knee-jerk reactions. And why do I say that? It is typical for companies, for organizations, for teams, for people even, when something happens, you immediately wanna react. It's that fight or flight response. You need to say something. Everybody else is coming out with a statement. We need to have one. Everybody else is making a, a donation. We need to figure it out. Everyone else is having an, announcing a new program. We need to do that. Everyone else, everyone else, everyone else. And the longer you go without making a statement, the longer you go without saying anything, you start getting antsy. Oh my gosh, everybody else is doing it and we're late. Oh my gosh, we have to be first. We have to, we have to make sure that people aren't going to shine a light on us. It's better to have a planned response. Now, ideally, you've been thinking about this before. This was already on your radar. You had already committed resources to it and decided what kind of time frame was going to be implemented, and you were just in the process of getting to it next on your list. But then something happened, a catalyst event, and now all of a sudden things have shifted and you need to pivot. And when you pivot, that means you need to rearrange your priorities and rearrange the order in which you're going to address things and you have to do it right now. Don't give a knee-jerk reaction. The tendency is to act right now. Actually, the tendency is to react when faced with a change event. Knee-jerk reactions is just acting for the sake of acting. And that is actually worse than not acting at all. You need to look at things and think them through first. You need to have a measured response, a planned response, something that shows that you took this seriously and you're not just issuing a canned statement. Your communications departments can, can issue excellent statements. They're all wonderful writers, but that's not walking the talk. And you do not want to create a statement or talk about something that you can't follow through on. There's an old statement, don't write, don't write checks that you're behind can't cash. You don't want to promise something that you cannot deliver. So sometimes when you don't know what to say, when you don't know exactly what to do, just issue something that says, or say to your staff, or say to your people, or if you're a leader, say to them, you know what, this affected me. This impacted me. I feel for this, but I know that we need to have a concerted response that is going, a concise response that is going to lead to long-term change and long-term growth and long-term support. We are not just gonna do something for the sake of doing it. We're committed over the next 90 days, 30 days, six weeks, whatever the time frame is, we are committed to taking the time and making the effort in order for us to do things and do them the right way. Are we gonna get it perfect? No, 
Not at first, because we're still learning. Allow yourself the opportunity to grow. Allow yourself the opportunity to go through the process of change where you are going through a transformation period of shifting so that you can create that next normal, that next level that you're going to build upon. So planned responses are always greater than knee-jerk reactions. You have to think it through first. If you don't think it through, then you find out that you can't necessarily back up what you said, and then you're going to look even worse because you promised something that you couldn't deliver. And what's worse, you didn't even figure out how to effectively go back and fix that. Now, I don't want you to think that you have to have paralysis by analysis, where you have to think through every little thing and every possible scenario before you make one move. No, by all means, no. But I do want you to be deliberate. I do want you to be intentional. I do want you to be vulnerable and I do want you to be transparent. Be honest. Say that this is a huge, a huge undertaking that you're committed to and you have a, you're going to convene a committee. You're going to have some leaders together. You're going to get input. Start doing something that ultimately leads to that result but plan it out. Everything that you do should ultimately lead to your final destination, but you have to figure out what the destination is gonna be. So plan out. What does that destination look like? What does success look like? And then the third thing, you have to have a commitment to the long term. That means commitment of resources, commitment for support, commitment of time. You have to immerse and integrate this change into the culture of your organization and the next normal. If you are not committed by providing resources, if you are not committed by providing support, if you are not committed by devoting time, and if you are not open to having this be an immersive process where whatever this change is, whatever this new policy is, whatever this procedure is, whatever this strategy is, is not something that's an add-on to your organization, but instead it is something that is integrated into your organization and it and is something that you're, that's immersed in it, now you're setting yourself up for, for success. Now you are setting yourself up to have something that is going to transform the culture of your organization. It's not going to be window dressing. It's not going to be just something that you do um, because, you know, it seems right. It's not going to be something that you try for a little bit and then abandon because you've got too many other things to focus on. It's not going to be something that comes and goes with the wind where everybody looks at it and says, oh, this is something that we're doing for right now. But when change fatigue sets in and they decide that it's too hard or it's taking too long, then they, then they drop it. So that's why you have to be committed to walking the talk, to making that connection for the organization, for your team, for the people who work for you, so that they understand what your actions are doing to get them to that ultimate re result of the talk that you were giving. And the ultimate, the ultimate bottom line is the talk happens after you plan the walk. The talk happens after you plan the walk. What is the next normal? What's the process? 
What learning and growth, what stages of development do we need to go through? How are we going to build on the new in order to create the next? What ways are we going to help our people become educated and informed? How are we going to create a more inclusive culture? What are we doing in order to develop people with an eye towards leading from within? How are we making this something that becomes a part of the fabric of who we are as an organization and as a team? What is our vision of success? What are the specific outcomes that we want to have? What are the pain points that we want to address? When you think about all of this and you plan all of this and you have a discussion about all of this and then every single activity, everything you say you want, you connect it to that ultimate goal. And then everything you do, you plan out in advance how that's always going to lead you to your ultimate result, to your ultimate destination, to your ultimate goal. How are you going to build upon the new, the new things that you're learning, the new things that you're implementing, the new ways in which you are interacting, the new ways in which you are fostering engagement, the new ways in which you are creating a learning environment, a new ways in which you are uh, practicing leadership development. In all of those news, how are those coming together to create your next. Because if you don't look at what it is that you want to create, if you don't look at that next that you want in terms of your next normal of the new phase of what your organization is going to be, then you're just going to keep talking and you're never going to get anywhere and you're going to lose trust. You're going to lose people who, who want to believe in you. You're going to lose engagement. You're going to lose people really believing that you're actually going to say, you're actually going to do what you say. There is a proverb about the boy that called wolf, that cried wolf. When, you know, every time he thought he saw a shadow or every time he wanted attention, he cried wolf because he thought it was so funny to see everybody scrambling around. And he did it so many times that when there was an actual wolf that showed up, nobody believed him. Nobody paid attention. He screamed all he wanted. Nobody thought he was, he was being truthful. They did not take him at his word. And as a result of not walking that talk, of crying wolf all the time, of dangling things in people in front of people and getting them to buy in and then leaving them high and dry because you don't follow through, by telling people you want to support their development but then not funding any of the programs that would help them to develop, by telling people that you are interested in hearing their voice, but then not giving them an, a platform by which to meet with leadership and to share their concerns. By saying that you are committed to having a diverse and equitable and inclusive environment where your people feel like they can bring their whole selves to work, but then you don't have any funding or support for employee impact groups. Anytime anyone wants to have a meeting with leadership, you're conveniently never available. You make unilateral decisions without input from any of your employees or anybody on your team. That's not consistent. Walking the talk means you are consistent. Walking the talk means you are committed. Walking the talk happens after you plan the walk. And if you don't know how to plan the walk, that's when you call people like me. 
if you don't know how to facilitate difficult conversations that will ultimately get you to a, a, a goal of identifying specifically what outcomes you want to see, identifying the pain points that need to be addressed, and putting together a plan of action that is going to engage your people, that is going to help them learn, and that is going to develop their leadership capability, while they are managing and embracing change that used to be chaos. If you don't know how to do that, then you need to find someone who does. If you don't know how to make sure that the, the way that your company is responding to change, not reacting, but responding to change is going to enable you to craft a new vision of something that is going to be so much better that you're going to actually be able to achieve. If you don't know how to do that, then you need to commit, your, to, commit to finding someone who can help you with that process. And let me tell you this, you need to be committed for the long, the long haul. You need to be looking at how do I transform my organization? How do I do the deep work of transformation that is required? How do I set myself up for success? That is what you need to be asking yourself. That is what you need to be committed to. That is what you need to realize is required and necessary for what's next. You cannot create a next normal if you do not become open to the new. You cannot build on something that you are now learning if you have a shaky foundation and you haven't gone through the process of identifying exactly what you stand for and what you're going to support. You have to do the work. And hopefully you will do the work with someone who is equipped, who has gone through the process, who has created a process, who understands not just what it's like to go through change and the process of change, but what is necessary in order to equip your people, what is necessary in order to help you to craft a plan, and what is necessary to help you to walk that talk. There are so many things that our organizations and our teams and our communities can do to make things so much better. There are so many ways in which we can band together to be able to solve some of the long-standing systemic problems that have plagued our companies, our organizations, our communities, and our country. There are so many different things that can be done, but the key is always in the level of commitment. The key is always in having the right blueprint. The key is always in understanding what you don't know and then finding somebody who does know. When I work with my clients to facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change, and we focus on, the, on engagement, learning, and leadership, I walk them through a process of identifying the talk that is representative of the vision of success and the outcomes that they want to achieve, and then planning the walk and putting a time frame on it. And, and understanding what the outcomes are and understanding how to equip people and understanding how to support people and understanding what it means for you to do the deep work of transformation. Because you're not going to get there without doing the deep work. 
You can't just brush over issues. You can't just sweep things under the rug. You can't just say, oh, we're fine. All we need to do is, is put this new program in or hire this new person. No. Transformation and change and walking the talk requires the deep work of transformation. If you want to know how to navigate that, contact me. Go to my website, carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. Click on the Let's Talk button, schedule a 15-minute assessment, and let's talk about your organization and what your vision of success is. And if you even don't know what your success looks like, you can tell me what your pain points are and you can tell me what you would like to see happen as a result. That is your first step. Whether it's diversity inclusion, whether it's talking about uncomfortable conversations, whether it's putting together your employee impact groups, whether it is facilitating conversations about racism, whether it's anti-bias training, whether it is forming a relationship and a partnership with somebody that's going to walk with you as you transform your organization. You need someone who can equip you to embrace and manage change. Let me be that someone. This has been Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. Visit my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. Click on the button. Let's schedule an assessment and let's talk about how I can work with you and assist your company and your organization to be successful. Until next time.